Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Well, hey guys, welcome to episode number 36, titled 2023, The Acceptable Year of the Lord, Triple Increase and Recovery. So I am very excited to bring this word to you, this episode, because this is my word for the year for 2023. And um, I'm truly living out some of the words and prophecies that even I myself have spoken and others to me. And so it's just an exciting time. So I pray that I can convey that to you and impart that to you as well as you listen. So I would say that we are living in a season of fulfillment like I have never seen before. Now, I'm going to be referring to an article that I just wrote and an episode, I guess, too, that I just did previously. So go to our website at www.starfireministries.org. And in this case, refer to the article that I titled, I Heard the Lord Say, Watch for My Glory to Fall. Again, you could follow with the podcast episode as well. So I'll be referring back to a couple different articles and episodes as I go through. Again, be sure to go find these on your own. So in this season of fulfillment, unlike any I've ever seen, I am seeing prayers being answered and prophecies fulfilled so quickly, one upon another, that it brought to mind the scripture, Amos 9.13. So I want to read that to you in the Message Bible. It says it so well. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God decrees. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once, and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills. Wow, how about that? Everywhere you look, blessings. So the Lord continues to bring additional revelation to the recent dream I shared in that article, which I titled, Watch for My Glory to Fall. Uh, I had seen three orchid plants. Each one produced one remarkable, large, and beautiful bloom all on the same day. And I told you before in that article and that episode that I believe this dream was not specifically just for or about me, but it was representative of all those who have prophesied words of hope to others or who have received words of hope and have been stewarding them for some time. I told you that the fact that there were three flowers seemed important. In scripture, the number three typically represents something that is complete, perfect, or whole. I also said that the blooms appearing all on the same day symbolize that indeed we are in a day or a season for prophetic promises to blossom or come true, be fulfilled, complete with the fragrance of heaven. But now, in addition, I also believe another significant reason that there were three orchid plants is that they represent triple increase. Now, I want to tell you, I want to explain to you why this is what I've come to believe. So I get excited about this part. I hope you will, too. So in that same article, I shared some personal testimony with you. And I said that the far biggest instance of fulfillment in recent weeks 
that brought divine restitution to me was concerning an ongoing injustice involving land and inheritance that has been passed on and perpetuated in my family for many generations. So let me give you some particulars because I'm going to describe what has happened in more detail than I have so far. On both sides of my family, my grandparents were farmers and ranchers. They had large holdings of land. Yet time and again, my family and me, myself, were bypassed for any inheritance of property. Pretty much all inheritance, but especially this property was worth many millions. So in particular, there's one 1,500-acre parcel of land that's always been very important to my husband and I. But again, over the years, we've been repeatedly bypassed for any inheritance, and we've also been denied any ability to acquire or to purchase any of this land for ourselves. Over the years, trusted prophetic voices prophesied to my husband and I that the Lord would bring restitution concerning this situation and that the land would be recovered for us. But finally, about a year and a half ago, something happened once again concerning family inheritance where we were not treated justly, and it's like a light bulb went on. And we began to realize that the Lord must have something else in mind for us, a different plot of land, some different ground, not the same as the family parcel that we had been so, um, so wanting to get some part of. And so we began searching. We began searching for some other land. So the story really gets interesting here because um, I'll kind of summarize it here a little bit ahead of time. But I began to see the bigger picture. You know, sometimes you really go through hard things and you're like, what is the purpose here? Why am I not seeing the things that God has prophesied to me? But keep in mind that Joseph, at the end of the book of Genesis, in chapter 50, I believe, it wasn't until his brothers were before him and he had compassion on them. Remember that he says to them basically what it says in Romans 8, 28. It was meant for evil, but God had a plan all along. So that's what's exciting for me, because as I tell the rest of this story and this personal testimony, I began to see the bigger picture that it takes sometimes so many years for us to get that broader picture, right? Okay, so let me get back to the story. This story gets interesting because now we were searching for land, right? But here in Montana, prices skyrocketed over the last couple years. I don't know, things are kind of crazy in the world. There was coronavirus, all kinds of things. People began moving here. The market got very hot. There's very low inventory and prices are high. But somehow, Miraculously, recently my husband and I were able to purchase a small ranch. Now, this is small by my Montana standards. It's 315 acres. There's an additional 367-acre Bureau of Land Management grazing lease attached with this. There's a house, shop, outbuildings, an old long homestead structure, and even an old stagecoach road running through the property. It's just crazy interesting and unbelievable. This property is very private and secluded, but it's only minutes from a charming small city. So, I mean, I have to be quite honest. This is the property of our dreams. It exceeds our dreams, and it's not something we ever thought we could find, much less be able to acquire or afford. So, 
after going under contract on this property, something began to niggle at my brain. A question kept coming up in my mind. The question was, how much acreage would we have if that 1,500 acre parcel had been divided equally among my grandparents' descendants like it should have been? So I did the math, of course. My grandparents had three children. One was my mom. Each one of those children should have received 500 acres. My mom's portion would then have been split five ways because I have four siblings. So the total that I would actually have received of that 1,500 acres would be 100 acres. Now we already, my husband and I, have 15.69 acres by another means. Well, then after I came to that figure, I remembered that I'd written an article in April of 2019 in which the Lord told me to expect triple increase. Now again, go to our website, www.starfireministries.org, find that article, or there should be an episode that's almost, no wait, I might not have been doing a podcast at that um, particular time in 2019, but in any case, the article is titled, Expect Triple Increase, The Baby Called Harvest Has Walked. You might want to read that, but I had kind of forgotten about that word my own self, and I even wrote it, right? So the ranch we bought, as I said, is 315 acres. If you multiply the 100 acres that we should have inherited by three, it equals 300. Then if you add the 15.69 we already own, you get a total of 315. So unbelievably, the land that we have just acquired is to the acre triple increase. Can you believe that? Now, when I had the opportunity to share this recently with Cindy Jacobs on a conference prayer call that we have about once a month, she began to prophesy to everyone on that phone call to grab the triple, grab the triple, grab a hold of triple increase. So friends, I truly believe this is the season to grab a hold of the blessing of the triple increase. That's an exciting word. Another prophetic word that I am watching come true comes from a different article I wrote. This one last December, it was my word for 2022. Again, go find this. I know there's a podcast version and the article itself is titled 2022, the front door to the new. And in that word, I wrote that the things that you had lost in the past season would be replaced with new and better than before to get ready for an upgrade. So here's a quote. I wrote, I believe that as the door to 2022 opens, as the year unfolds, it will begin to reveal who you really are, what the new has been for, and why the old things had to die and be removed. A theme I'm hearing along with this is that you're going to be underwater, meaning that you'll have moments of feeling like you're in over your head. Understand that this feeling is temporary and it's just part of the process of becoming established in the new. I hear the Lord say that this is why we're doing the new, because the new things are good. The good news being that he's about to reveal a new identity and purpose to you in 2022. Now, I have to say, I am living those words out right now in front of you. And like I had said, I see as Joseph did, 
now why some of the hard things had to happen, why some things had to die. The thought that I was even going to get some of this 1,500 acres at some point, that had to die. Why? Because I had a mindset and a mentality that I was going to stay where I am forever till I died. This house and this acreage, this 15.69, I thought I would be carried out of here in a pine box. But God had another idea, right? And so he used all those hard things to bring this about. So uh, I'm going to fill in other blanks as we go. I'm sure there'll be future episodes with even more detail. But all of a sudden, I'm going to have a new identity. I'm going to live in a new place, a new house, have a new address. All these things are very exciting. And this property so exceeds our expectations and dreams of anything we could have had. It is truly an upgrade. So I hope you are encouraged. Once you begin to see these words come to true, I know that I'm just a prototype. I know that many others can experience the same thing and I pray will. So I want you to be one of those too. All right, let's shift gears here and talk about the acceptable year of the Lord. I had said that 2023 in part of my title was the acceptable year of the Lord. So that comes from Isaiah 61, because that is the scripture that the Lord gave me for this year. Now, the whole chapter is rich in its incredible picture of what I like to refer to as the divine exchange. He gives his beauty to us for our ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, I would certainly encourage you to read this whole chapter. It is very pertinent right now and very beautiful, and I feel it is alive. And I want to proclaim to you, just as Isaiah did in verse 2, that this is the acceptable year of the Lord. 2023 is the acceptable year of the Lord. It will be a year of divine favor, of justice, of restitution, a year for land and inheritance and property to be restored. It is a year to recover and to reestablish generational blessing, even if it means even if it takes pulling up stakes and moving to a new location in order to do so. That's what my husband and I are doing. And so our generations beyond us, my children, my grandchildren, they're going to be able to inherit everything properly and justly as it seems that it could not happen in my family previously. It's like someone just had to make the break. Do you see what I'm talking about? Now you've have got to go to Isaiah 61 again to see the parallel, why this is so pertinent from this chapter. Read in particular verses 4 and verses 9, which is all about recovering and resetting, if you will, generational blessing so that people look at you and say, oh, there is a people blessed by the Lord. I'm not going to read all these scriptures. You can go find that on your own. But let's read Isaiah 61, 7. In the New King James Version, it says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. See that divine exchange again? Instead of confusion, they shall have they shall rejoice, excuse me, in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Now, I prophesy to you that in 2023, even possessing triple, not just double, but even triple is possible. If by faith you grab hold, you grab on to the triple blessing. Amen. Now, speaking of faith, 
I had someone ask me a question recently. Now remember, you can always email me at info at starfireministries.org anytime and ask me questions because a lot of times you're going to get that back. I might not answer each and every email or question personally because, you know, just for the time purpose of one individual, but I will put it out in an article or a podcast episode like I'm doing because someone asked me a question and here's what it was. Remember I said, speaking of faith, someone said, what about those who even in this season of fulfillment, which I'm describing to you, what about those who do not receive their promise, do not experience their miracle, and who, even though they have done everything to stand, they still do not see the deliverance that they have been seeking? What about those people? Now, this is a very valid and compelling question. And in one form or another, this question has been asked through the ages and will continue to be asked until the end of time as we know it. And to meaningfully address this question, I have to point to Hebrews 11. There's no other portion, I believe, in the Bible that answers this question quite so directly. So let me turn now to Hebrews 11. And in mid-stride, you'll find that the writer of Hebrews in verse 35, he does an about face from describing those who have seen the fulfillment of promise here on earth to those who instead receive their promise on the other side. Now keep in mind it's translators who do make these verse designations, but still right in mid-stride in the middle of the verse. All right, so let's look at that verse. Um, well, we kind of have to back up. Let's back up just a minute, okay? I think it would be a little more, um, give us the context. So let's just land in verse 32. Uh, the author of Hebrews says, What more shall I say? For the time would fail to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, of David and Samuel, the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched violence and fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Here's verse 35. Women received their dead race to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mocking, scourgings, chains, imprisonment. They were stoned, sawn in two, tempted, slain with the sword. Uh, sword, excuse me. But you get the idea, right? They were not worthy of this earth, is what it basically says. So interestingly, in verses 39 and 40, it is the latter category that God especially commends. Those that see their promise fulfilled on the other side, they don't see their miracle. They don't see the fulfillment of their promise. But regardless, it is by faith that we all overcome. It is by Christ that together we are made perfect and whole, no matter on which side of the veil we see our promise fulfilled. So let's back that up. Verse 39 and 40 say, And all these, meaning those who did not see their promise fulfilled on earth, all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive their promise. Like I said, they get commended extra for their faith. God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So that is how I address that question. It's not like we really understand truly why are some people healed in a miracle service and some people aren't, right? If we're honest, 
We cannot just say you didn't have enough faith and that's why you're not healed. Because if you say that, I believe you're inaccurate and that can put a lot of guilt on people and it isn't necessarily true. Because if you look to Hebrews 11, you can back it up and say it's not necessarily by your faith that you are healed. And I know the other scriptures that you're going to pull to say that it is. But look, we got to balance everything out with context, okay? And I think this particular chapter does that better than any. All right, so God, I believe, is in a mood. So let me tell you why I think that. I believe a judgment has been made in favor of the saints, and the time has come to possess the kingdom. Now, you're going to find that reference and that kind of language in Daniel 7, 21 and 22, particularly those two verses. But what you have is a setting where the ancient of days is seated on his throne. Remember, the river of fire is flowing out from underneath. He seated, the courts are in order, and the books are opened, right? So at some point in Daniel 7, 21, 22, a judgment is made in favor of the saints, right? Can you see it? There's lawyers present. There's a judge. There's been testimony. So here's what I think. The gavel has come down and God is in a mood. Can you see it? It's the righteous and just judge. He's in a mood to perform miracles, to administer justice, and to bring recompense for that which has been lost. But remember, faith does not operate in a void. He wants you to grab a hold, to prophesy, to reach out, and to apprehend the blessing. Friends, I say in this season, I've been saying it to anyone who I get a chance to pass this message to, do not let it be in this season because you did not ask. So let's pray. Lord, let this be 2023, the acceptable year of the Lord a year of divine favor, a year of restitution, of recovery, of miracles, of fulfillment. Father, let it be the season of triple increase. But Lord, let it not be in this season because I did not ask. Let it not be that my promises were not fulfilled because I did not grab a hold, because I did not ask, because I did not seek your face, Father, for the fulfillment of all these things. Lord, I bless all those who are listening, and I pray especially for this upcoming year that you would just shock and surprise them by far exceeding their dreams and expectations as only you can do that surely, Lord, the fragrance of heaven will be on their promises fulfilled. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, thank you for listening to this episode of Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. And also please rate and review it on iTunes because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter there. And you can also donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with all of our social media sites there. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.